Bible. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the SWAT radio program here on Friday, August the 11th. We are live from Jacksonville, Florida. I'm David Gray, along with my good friend Brad Sykes. Doug is off today, as he typically is on Fridays. Hopefully spending time with Lori. That's what he's supposed to be doing, right, on these off days on Fridays. Yes, and, uh, Doug, you better be doing that. <laughs> In fact, um, Lori was so sweet on Saturday uh, that when we came out of the first break, and actually when we came out of the, the second break, I guess, and headed to our activities, she, uh, and I know she may have told you this too, she told me, I was so 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 kind and gracious to say what how great that's been for for doug to have fridays off. she's mentioned it to me before yeah Yeah. she has mentioned it and uh i know she appreciates him being able to take that extra time and and you know he does so much during the week in terms of especially during the year when we're when swat is in session the weekly bible studies and i think you need the you need the break. Plus, we're just getting old, you know. <laughs> Doug's out there saying, "Speak for yourself, David." There, there's, there's no doubt. Um, in fact, I was. Uh, uh, Doug knows this because we both teach this particular Bible study, and uh, <clears throat> we're, we're, we just started First Kings, and so uh, yeah, thanks, Doug. <laughs> uh, our, uh, anyway, we just started First Kings. I don't know if you've ever done a study of First Kings, but. Uh, you know, just like you would do, like I do, like I know Doug does, if you're starting a new study, uh, you're going to read through the whole text. Yep. You know, it's interesting. I'll, I'll, <clears throat> I'll grab my Bible and read it to you. Your, well, when you your, asked if I had ever done a study of First Kings, I was going to say, I'm not sure, but I've done a study <laughs> of Haggai. <laughs> you have. And, and, and by the way, what a great study. I know uh, Doug and I have been talking about it some this week obviously heavily on monday since we came out of the uh, right. uh, swat training day on saturday and and i even told you earlier i i wouldn't be i'd be perfectly fine just going through that and yeah. i know doug well and he's I, planning <clears throat> I think doug's planning on yeah, doing that yeah, yeah and we're gonna do that yeah. <laughs> uh, talking about getting old so anyway uh, first kings begins with this it says now king david was old and advanced in years now, interestingly enough, David's only about 70, uh, assumed, uh, and although they covered him with clothes, this is the first verse, although they covered him with clothes, he could not get warm. Right, right. Now, if you know First Kings, what happens is, therefore, verse 2 says, his servant said to him, let a young woman be sought for my lord the king, and let her wait on the king and be in his service. Let her lie in your arms that I, that my lord the king may be warm <laughs> and so they sought they did on a they they went on a national search if you will to find this uh beautiful young woman who would lay with mm. with uh, king david uh who by the way is still married to bathsheba at this time and and, and, and he, you know as as much as i don't know about you but the older i get the colder i get yeah and i'm sitting here yeah, in this not studio today, well, today in the studio it's but a little outside, chilly it's not chilly. it's not chilly outside <laughs> but it's chilly in here yeah, yeah. and you know why it's because the older we get our circulation yeah, gets bad so, right. and so you know 
in in context, it's important to realize. No, as I get older, my wife's not going to do a national search yeah, for some no, young I, girl I to keep so. me warm. I don't think but, so. But uh, yeah, so Doug, know, we, we know you're not. You'll old. go through that in the study too, right? But is it? Didn't David decline that? No, he did not. He decline didn't that. decline it. No, okay, he did so not I'm decline wrong on that. that. Okay. No, he. Uh, okay. And again, this this was obviously. Uh, not in the in, in the sense that we think of I, lying I, with a woman. In fact, it yep. it says in uh, in verse four, it says the young woman was very beautiful, and she was of service to the king and attended him. There you go. But the king knew her not. There, okay, that's now, what I meant. Now here's the thing. That's in, what I meant. In the words of Bill Clinton, he did not have sexual relations with that right, woman. Right. So that's right. anyway. Well, that's what I was getting at. So he did he did accept the. He did. service of keeping him warm he did. but yeah. uh yeah. but yeah because i remember i thought we talked about that at one point that david you know got to that point where yes he was older but even in that situation man you'd be tempted obviously right to, <laughs> Lori, Lori yeah. just responded she <laughs> and i agree a golden retriever will work fine yeah there you go uh, hey Lori, good... vicky would probably agree with that that's good although she didn't want to you know vacuum up the dog hair <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think I said, well, you know, I think it's an Ecclesiastes that talks about how, how are you to stay warm mm-hmm. without right. uh, another, you know, if, if you're alone, you're going to be, you're going to be cold. Mm-hmm. And so the idea was, well, they didn't have a heating blanket. Right. So right. in my yep. case, uh, Vicky would be like, you know, suck it up, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, we're, we're Doug is going to, I think we're going to wrap up um, next week. I know. Doug was talking about doing a kind of a summation of the discipleship gospel and then maybe doing a, 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 a some time on the radio on Haggai to go over what we went over in the study at the SWAT training day, which was great, as you said. And uh, it was perfect for the training day, right? Doug was able to go through both <laughs> chapters and uh, it was it was great teaching. And, and again, I, I'm embarrassed to say it's a book that I never really studied and um, but it was it was great information and, and very practical, and um, so it'll be it'll be something to look forward to here on the radio before the SWAT Bible studies start back up on September on or around September twelfth, I think. And I think Doug's <clears throat> going to be teaching through Mark, right? Which is I think we can say that, right? That's uh, yeah, public knowledge. I, think I that's, believe uh, that's correct. Yeah, that was uh, uh, Doug talked about that at the at the training day, and of course, Mark is the gospel that. The writers here of the discipleship gospel, Ben Sobels and Bill Hall, primarily yeah. used in their looking at what gospel did Jesus preach, right? Amen. They, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's obviously throughout all four gospels, but Mark, they use the verses there when it says Jesus went around proclaiming the gospel and saying to the kingdom of heaven is, at near, is near, repent, believe, and follow me, right? Mm-hmm. That's right from mm-hmm. Mark, uh, I think, chapter 1. Uh, is it is it around seven <clears throat> uh, fourteen to seventeen somewhere yeah, exactly, in there, right? and then again in in Mark eight, uh, there's information about Jesus teaching that the Messiah would suffer, die, and be raised again. Yeah, right. Yeah. And those are the elements, right? Those the, that's where we find those seven elements, if you will. And I know you guys have been talking about chapter nine and a gospel definition, and maybe we can talk a little bit more about that. Today as we, <clears> we have. I know you things. you got a little bit of that interview yesterday that Doug did with. Uh, Ben Sobels. Yeah, very good. If you haven't heard it, it's out there on the website, thanks to our our buddy James. And I heard most of it. Very good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having some time to go through that. And, you know, as Doug and I have been discussing uh, this week and you and I over the last uh, several weeks, uh, 
obviously highlighting this book, the 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 the, the discipleship gospel, and how it's really in a sense shaped the way I will be sharing the gospel mm-hmm. going forward. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's <clears throat> the gospel is good news. We know it as the good the good news, Euangelion. Um but the reality is I think in our society, uh people don't view it as good news because they don't understand the bad news. Yeah. And uh, so often, as you you were you and I were talking before we came on the air, even when we went to uh, the Philippines a few years ago, you know, and how we were kind of pre- trained and prepared to go and share the gospel, um, I don't think we spend enough time talking about the bad news. Yeah. And and again, not to you know, it's it's not to be heavily weighted toward that. Right. But the reality is, if you went into a doctor and they found some mass in your you know abdomen or your lung or your brain or whatever yep. uh <laughs> if, if he doesn't tell you the bad news but he all of a sudden tells you hey we're going to put you on a heavy dose of chemotherapy you're going to be why yeah and i think a lot of people in our society don't get the gospel because they don't get their sin yeah yeah and and you're right we were talking maybe we can get into this a little bit more as we as we talked during the program today but i that was one of the things that um, we had kind of the four points, right? We had our gospel laid out, uh, our gospel definition for the Philippines laid out in those four points, you know, God's original plan, our problem, which is our sin, God's loving and gracious, gracious solution in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then, and I remember Doug was very big on this and rightly so. And this is, this is the, even though we did this before we studied the discipleship gospel, this is almost like, a, a preview, right, of the discipleship gospel that mm-hmm. we were big, Doug was big on, and I'm so glad we were on talking about the fourth point being the necessary response to Jesus. Right. Following him, b- believing, uh, repenting, believing, and following in obedience. And that was a precursor, certainly, to what we are, are studying here. But back to the, the, the bad news part, this idea that I don't think and even you and I, as I hope mature believers, we don't fully understand the depravity and the, mm. and the and the the nature of our sin and and the the nature of God's wrath. But we know enough to know it's really bad. And separation from God for all eternity, and not just separation, but separation and under His wrath. So it's not just because some people might look at that, as you said, people don't understand. Some people might hear that and think, ah, being separated from God, that doesn't sound so bad. Big party. Yeah. Right. A lot of people think hell's going to be a big party. Well, they think it's not so bad because they're already they're separated all, exactly. from God. And I can do what I yeah. want. Yeah. But 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 what they're missing is A, every good thing we have in this life, whether you're a believer or not, is from God. Yeah. And and B, being under his wrath. As the Bible Ooh. says, where the worm never dies and the fire never goes out. Well, that was the that was the point Jesus is pleading for. It, if there's another way, let right. it be. Right. Uh, and in other words, Jesus, God in the bod, <laughs> knows what's coming. Right. And He endured that wrath for us. Yeah. But there. For those who don't bow the knee, 
they will endure that wrath for eternity. Yeah. Unimaginable. And there's a, there's a, and we can get into this more in chapter nine there of the, of the book. Um, they talk about how you get it, you get people's attention when you read that passage in Galatians about if you preach a wrong gospel, mm-hmm. there's a double curse, yeah. right? That, yeah. that chapter Paul writes about twice. He twice. mentioned being yeah. cursed yeah. and that gets people's attention. And I think maybe as part of our gospel presentation and definition, you know, making sure that people understand why the good news is such great news. Yeah. Well, and it'd be interesting. Uh, maybe we can kind of talk about this even today is, <clears throat> you know, when you're sharing the gospel, I mean, I, I grew up in the time I know Doug probably did too, you know, the Roman road, you know, mm-hmm. how, how do you, how do you present the gospel? And so oftentimes we do say, well, the, the, you know, the wages of sin is death, you know, and, and all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yeah. But I think to to just say sin uh, does that. I mean, as Christians, we we understand sin. But to your point earlier, we don't understand the ramifications of sin completely. And I, I agree. I think when we are in glory, no wonder we will be saying, "Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty," yeah. because we're going to recognize our depravity and His holiness and we will be as isaiah said i am undone (laughs) i'm undone i'm toast yeah and uh, and and i think the culture is is being taught and believing through a a wide variety of channels but the devil's behind it mm -hmm. did god really say this idea that it's really not that bad yeah separation from first of all is there even a god is he really going to punish people he loves everybody there's no wrath yeah he wouldn't send people to hell, right? We hear that all the time now. Mm. And this idea, I, so I, maybe we, again, we can get into that a little more about how can we make that, the you know, kind of a prelude to our yep. gospel presentation. Absolutely. Anyway, we're going to take our first break. We're glad you're with us. Give us a call at 844-777-7928. If you have a comment or a question, and we will be right back on SWAT Radio. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. 
Highway to Eternity Ministry serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. The Florida Georgia Truth Network, on the air in Riverside at 91.7. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed, for the good Lord has come. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. David Gray and Brad Sykes, glad to be with you this afternoon uh, to end the week on SWAT Radio and a good uh play-in song there. There's good news yeah. for the captor based on <clears throat> what we're talking about today. Uh, and as we were saying before the break, we've been uh, talking about chapter nine. I know you guys this week have been talking about chapter nine, which where the authors in the book give a, a gospel definition. And um, we've been talking uh, in the first segment about, you know, that the fact that there is the gospel is such good news that, you know, you and Gellion, it's a declaration, it's a heralding, it's a proclamation because without it, there's terrible news. Yeah, it's, it's the it, solution to, to, to very bad no, news. No, I total, is, totally agree. In fact, I would, as we went into that break, I was thinking of uh, Ray Comfort. And uh, interesting, our, our good friend and, and SWAT brother, Tim Pardue, just texted me. He said, I think Ray Comfort is an example of someone who, when he shares the gospel with someone, makes sure they understand first what they need to be saved from so they can better understand the good news what they've been saved for right and and we've been kind of hitting that uh that nail if you will um about the fact that your good works are not earning you favor with god mm-hmm. the good works that god prepared beforehand for you to walk in is the evidence that he is ruling and reigning in your life right it is not works salvation it is, we are new creatures. Yeah. We, we have a new mind in Christ. We have a new heart. We have, we have a new will uh, yeah. that seeks to honor God, yeah. uh, that seeks to glorify God. And, uh, and that happens as we are obedient to his word. Yeah. Uh, well, back, back to our kind of four-point you know, gospel presentation that we used in the Philippines that I think is, is in addition to... I like that what the authors say here when they give their gospel definition is, of course, they're, and Ben said this yesterday on with Doug, um, they're not saying this is the one and only gospel definition, but they're saying this contains the seven essential elements that are found in Scripture of the gospel that Jesus preached. But they're saying they, they are totally fine, I think, at admitting that we can shape that a little bit, right, depending on the situation that we're in or the ministry that we have, um, it doesn't have to be verbatim that. but And I think one of the things that was so great about the, that four-point presentation that we used in the past is that point one is what you just said. God's original plan 
it was for us, his children, to be in a completely dependent, perfect relationship right. with him where we served him and did the types of works that you're talking about that, that did nothing they weren't meritorious as, mm-hmm. you know, to, toward, but, but, but at that point before the fall, there was no need for salvation because yeah. we belong to God. Adam and Eve belong to God, heart and soul, right? Yeah, so to right. speak. And, and God planned that, but he also created men with the ability to sin, yeah. to, to choose sin. Yep. And so what he's doing now, you know, with Jesus invading enemy territory, I love that. Yes, that, that idea, and we've talked about this: that the kingdom of God is at hand, and the kingdom of God is wherever God reigns or rules. Right? And that's a good kind of high-level definition. And we know that after the fall, the Bible says the world is Satan is the ruler of; he's the power, he's the prince of the air. But, but with Christ's invasion into enemy territory, if you will, God is reclaiming his the earth for his kingdom, and eventually he will renew the heavens and the earth and he That's will right. <clears throat> rule and reign yep. everywhere. Yep. But, but back to your point, the good, he has saved us and made us new creations and the good works that he's got for us to do are really the restoration of his original plan. Right? Yes, I agree. That, that now we're doing the things that he intended for us to do in the beginning, but he had to, he had to, cause us to be born again to be literally a new race of people he had to be in us yeah so that we can be back to the to being reconciled to him and serve him as he originally intended yeah Yeah. and so well as you say you 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 were bought with a price you're not your own (laughs) you were bought with a price and therefore glorify god in your body glorify god in your life yeah yeah and 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 what we were talking about about understanding what we're saved from. I, I, I don't think even for us as believers that ever gets old. Not that not that we want to operate out of fear. We want to operate out of love and thankfulness. But the the reminder on a regular basis, this is what we're saved from. Yeah. This was our yeah. this was our heading, if you will, <laughs> prior to Jesus mm-hmm. intervening, to to God intervening. And it you know, you think about the garden, right? We, we've been over there going to Israel and such a powerful experience to be in the place where Jesus, you know, went through probably the, you know, well, I shouldn't say probably, I think I can say definitively, right? The greatest mm-hmm. agony the the world has ever known, right? That, That's that, right. That any man, you know, he was fully God, but fully man. And, and he was at least in agony over the physical suffering, but we know it was much more than that. It was, again, and this is, we, we've joked about this, not that it's a joking matter, but said in jest, talking about what it was like for Jesus to endure the wrath of God on the cross in three hours is definitely another program. <laughs> a discussion for another program. No doubt But just there. at a high level, I can't wrap my mind around that. And And he was Sin was the reality of becoming sin, I think, is was coming on him yeah. in full force in the garden. Yeah. And knowing that he would bear the sin of every believer well, through the, all time. The, the additional thing that Jesus took or the additional element of the cross is that he who had no sin became sin. So 
we're not just talking about a guy like you or me who is totally depraved and getting what is ultimately coming, if you will. But Jesus, who knew no sin, right. became sin. Yep. So he, 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 he who knew no sin became sin and dealt with the sin that you and I deserved. And he knew what was coming. Yep. And in fact, knew it well enough prior to say, if there's another way, let it be. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so again, and this is, you know, and you and I were talking about this before we came on, this is in no way a criticism or a knock of Ben and Bill's gospel definition, which is mm-hmm. fantastic. But I do think maybe working into that a little bit more about, look at, this is what you're saved from. This is why you need Christ. Exactly. You know, and, and it's not not that we want to paint it as a picture of, well, you just need him in order to avoid hell. It's it's not right. just that. Not the, not the transaction. No. But that's part yeah. of it. It but is. But it certainly but is part to, of it. To your point, uh, you don't need a savior if you don't think you need to be saved. Right. And you don't need to be saved if you don't know what's wrong. Yeah. But, you know, what, what are you saved from? Yep. And then ultimately, what are you saved for? for exactly. Both are going to require Jesus Christ, yep. one as savior, the other as Lord. Mm-hmm. So it, first of all, we, we need, we need redemption. In other words, uh, the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is separation from God. What is that exactly? Right. And and uh, why why does that separate me from God? What you know? What did I do that separated me from God? Right. Okay. Well, we can go down the list, but uh, it's endless. By the way, it's not. Yeah, one day I did this or I did that. You were born that way. You were born that yeah, way. So was I. Yeah. In fact, Jeremiah says the heart is deceitful above all things. It's desperately sick. Yeah. Who can understand it? Yeah. Now we know who can understand it. Jesus can understand it. And so we are desperately sick. We are without Christ. We are, we are, it's kind of like if I were to drop, you know, if I were to hold my phone up here and drop it, we know what's going to happen to it. It's going to fall. God's grace steps in. It's not, David, you're so smart. Yeah. (laughs) You know, we've talked about it at, at length over the last several weeks about the fact that. You know, we we were dead in our trespasses and sin. Uh, we didn't have the flu, we didn't have COVID, we didn't have an ache. You know, we were we were actually dead. And I think that's the concept that you know we obviously we're, we're guys who believe in total depravity. Mm-hmm. What what does that mean? You know, it means that th- there's no good in you. <laughs> to, you were going to share a, a Billy Joel. Uh, a quote, but I was going to share a Luke Bryan. You know, he he believes most people are good. No, all people are bad. Yeah, yeah. Define good, like Jesus said. Why do you call me good? You know, he's exactly. saying that a little bit. Oh, you had to just drop a scripture in there. I'm, I'm <laughs> quoting Luke Bryan. <laughs> no, I was quoting. Well, my Billy Joel quote was again in talking about do, do people understand what they're being saved from? It's it's yeah. this idea of hell has been made into this, you know, like it's a party. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the quote, the line I was thinking from, from the Billy Joel song is I'd rather laugh with the sinners than cry with the saints. And that's not necessarily specifically talking about hell, but, but the, it, it, it promotes the idea that sin is fun mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. and, and people who are sinful and not godly are, are 
are more fun to be around and and this idea that you know there's endless jokes and and costumes right mm-hmm. of, of hell and i think i think again that's one of the ways that the enemy operates right water it down yeah water it down yeah it's not I, that bad no you know. all the way back to the garden again did god really say yeah it, it won't be that bad yeah come with me it won't be that bad yeah yeah, yeah. so anyway we are coming to the bottom of the hour here another fast first two segments uh, we're going to break for the news our number here is 844-777-7928 if you have a comment or a question on any of the stuff that we've been talking about today or that Doug and Brad have talked about this week. And we'll hope, we hope you'll stay with us. We'll be right back on the other side of the news on SWAT Radio. We all reap the consequences of our financial decisions, good or bad. Lonnie Berger, author of Every Man a Warrior. Dan and Cheryl were just out of college and recently engaged. They decided to delay their wedding in order to be more financially prepared for marriage. They waited until they both had jobs and had paid down their student loans. Once married, they lived on Dan's salary and saved all of Cheryl's income. Their hard work paid off, and after seven years of marriage, they had saved 50% of the purchase of a home. Men, being willing to delay pleasure in the short run to gain financial freedom in the long term is a sign of spiritual maturity and one of the most important financial lessons we can learn. If you'd like to learn more, go to everymanawarrior.com. Every Man a Warrior is a ministry of TWR. There's major delays because of a crash on the West Beltway, 295 southbound at 103rd Street, blocking the left lane. Also, there's an accident on the East Beltway, 295 southbound at St. John's Bluff Road, blocking the left lane there. Mostly cloudy tonight, low 79. Saturday, mostly sunny and hot, high 98. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes as we get into the second half of the program here on Friday. We are live from Jacksonville and and thankful for everyone who's listening in Meridian, Mississippi and in uh, Coastal Carolina or Chesapeake, Virginia, the Coastal Carolina area and here in the Jacksonville, South Georgia and St. Augustine area. You can also hear us on uh, SWATradio.com and uh anywhere in the country and um, you can go and hear past programs uh, on SWATradio.com as well. Thanks again to our, our friend James Grimm who's out in Idaho and who takes care of the SWATradio.com website for us. Uh, we've been talking again and, and kind of 
finishing the discussion for the week on on chapter nine of the discipleship gospel, which which the authors title finally a gospel mm-hmm. definition. Yeah, they've been working up to all of this uh, throughout the book. And and again, if if you haven't got the book, I would encourage you to get it and read it. It's a great book, and really, I think Doug told Ben Sobel's yesterday. And by the way, he's going to have Bill Hull, the other author, on next Thursday. Um, but but you know, was telling Ben about the fact that this has really reshaped. And I think you said the same thing before we came on the air, on the air that that when we share the gospel, this this book will now have a heavy influence on yeah. on how we'll do it. And I I would agree with that as well. Um, I wanted to read from chapter nine here, and and, and again, this may be repetitive. But Doug, Doug, Brad, you and Doug may have read this during the week, but but the the definition of the gospel that the authors give in the discipleship gospel here in chapter nine is this, and this incorporates kind of the seven essential elements that of the gospel Jesus preached, right, from specifically the book of Mark, but of course found in the other gospels as well, and then supplemented and, and or restated, if you will, by Paul in 1 Corinthians. So uh, this is the gospel definition in the book. The gospel is this, the kingdom of God has come through Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus of Nazareth. He is Christ, the king, God's one and only son. He died on the cross for our sins, was buried, and was resurrected on the third day, according to the scriptures. In his great love and by his amazing grace, God our Father saves everyone who repents of their sin, believes the gospel, and follows Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit. When King Jesus returns on the last day, the great day of judgment, everyone who followed him will enter the eternal kingdom of God. So that is the the definition, and I think that's a a, a great definition uh, of the gospel. And 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 notice we said that it 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 incorporates those seven essential elements. If you remember back to previous discussion, the authors contend that there are you know seven essential elements, four declarative statements, and three imperative statements according to Jesus. The four declarative being the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus is the Christ. The Christ will suffer and die and be raised again. And then in response to those four declarations, there are three imperative statements that Jesus gives in Mark, and those are to repent, believe in him, believe in the gospel, and to follow him. And you notice that in that definition I read, all of those elements uh, are incorporated. So, Brad, we were talking during the break, and I know you guys have been, and the authors talk about this in this chapter, Maybe we can kick it around a little bit here. Boy, there's a there's a radio hip term. Kick it around. We, kick it around. we can kick it around here. <clears throat> we kick a lot of things around, yeah, don't we? <laughs> we do. Um, why is it important to have that a good working kind of formal definition like that of the gospel? Well, and I also well, let me. I'll answer that. But I think the I, I so appreciate this particular page in the book that they give a definition we've mentioned it here it's mentioned in the book um greg gilbert who was our guest a long time ago who wrote the book what is the gospel this idea that if you you put 10 people who love christ who are evangelical they're they're sharing the good news of the gospel but if you ask them what is it you're going to get 10 different answers now i'm not saying that we, we should all have exactly the same verbiage but it certainly should include these elements and and that's where it's changed for me i am i am 
in, in the process right now, David, of rewriting not this statement, but writing my own mm-hmm. statement. You know, what, right. what feels, what kind of works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has to have these things in right. it. Right. I, I am absolutely sure of that. Yep. And as you and I have talked about, uh, I feel like over the years I have shared the gospel many times, but in some ways it's been a false gospel mm-hmm. in the sense that either I, I didn't clearly state uh, some of these elements that the kingdom of God is at hand. Right. It's not just a, a future kingdom. Yes, there's a future kingdom coming, um, but that kingdom's here right now. Right. And and not only is the kingdom of God here, the king is here. Yeah. He he is the Christ. He is the Messiah. And he's reigning. Yeah. He's reigning through the church. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, to to jump back on what we were talking about earlier, to kick around what we were talking about earlier, <laughs> is that um, I have not emphasized enough. And again, this isn't part. I mean, when we say the gospel, we know that as the good news. But what should precede the good news is the bad news, mm-hmm. is the reality of our own depravity, yeah. the reality that uh, that we we have sinned, that as um, uh, the psalmist said that uh, I was conceived in sin. <laughs> but this this isn't the idea that we became sin. Right. We were born sinful. Yeah, people like to talk about babies being innocent. And oh, of yeah. course, we know in a certain sense they are, but they're not born innocent in the sense that they're born sinless and then they learn how to sin. Yeah. Well, how does a baby? How does a toddler know to say no and defy his parents? <laughs> it's because it's innate. Yeah. Yeah. It it. It wasn't exclusive to your kids or, or mine or no. my grandkids. No. Uh, Psalm 51 is the verse I was thinking about where it says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, right. um, and in sin did my mother conceive me. That's a that's a wild concept, right, yeah. Yeah. to most people. Right. And I let me just stress the importance of a definition is that it's not your definition. It is God's definition. Right. Where do we get that? We get that from the Word of God, and I think that's what they do well here in this particular definition. Right. That it, it is, it is directly from Scripture. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking in, in in thinking about why is it? There's so many reasons that it's important to have the definition. But I, First Peter three fifteen, right, comes to my mind. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you yet do it with gentleness yeah. and respect. Well, if somebody says like, like Ben Sobel's talks about earlier in the book that he had a neighbor once say to him, I hear a lot about the gospel. What, what is the gospel? You yeah. Christians, I think he put it as you Christians talk a lot about the gospel. What is it? Yeah. And here's Ben Sobel's who at this point is a pastor and has been through seminary and everything. And he admitted he had a hard time. It gave it the old Jackie Gleason, you know, humana, 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 right? About you know, struggling to to kind of put it into words. And so, you know, think about think about anything that's important to us. If I'm going for work on a presentation to present our services, to present our product, and I go in there not prepared, yeah, man. The people I'm presenting to, what, what's wrong with this guy? And it's confusing. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> And so isn't it true also that we should be prepared 
just like it says here in First Peter, to 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 be able to explain the gospel mm-hmm. clearly. Mm-hmm. And so I, I you know, and and I that that statement and that challenge is to me as much as it is to anybody listening. But I, I do think it's important. And again, I know we go back to it a lot, but that experience that we had in the Philippines where we all had our note cards and we, we kind of had <laughs> an outline, right. Of the, of those four points of the gospel, that was a way of defining it and sharing it. And that, that has helped me so much yeah, since then I agree. to, if, you know, if I have to talk to, if I talk to somebody about it, being able to think about it in that structure mm-hmm. And what if you only have two minutes? Yeah. You know, the old eleva- <clears throat> term in elevator speech, you have a minute in an elevator with somebody. How would you say it? Well, in the reality, you and I, before we came on the air, we were, <clears throat> you, you played a little golf today. I did. And uh, we, we got to talking about your golf game. And the reality is, um, you can go get a lesson. Yeah. Somebody can tell you maybe what you're doing wrong. But if you want to perfect it, it's going to require. Yeah. discipline right. it's going to require repetitive and i i think this is the part that i would say i now <clears throat> um I, i'm i'm reshaping or re not redefining i'm reshaping how i share the gospel right but in addition i'm going to do it repetitively i'm going to do it consistently i'm going to do it often even if there's nobody there to do it so that when i get in the elevator Right. I can deliver the gospel right. with accuracy. Yep. Well, we're going to take our last break, and I just wanted to say, you just mentioned we were talking about my golf game before we came on the air. People may have noticed I was gently weeping when we first came on the air, and that's the reason why we were talking about my golf game uh, brought me to tears. Anyway, <laughs> Brad gives very helpful golf advice. He knows what he's talking right. about. Anyway, we're glad you're with us. We're glad, and we're talking about things that are far more important than the golf swing. We hope you'll stay with us for this last segment as we finish up the week on SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. The Florida Georgia Truth Network. Potavidra listens at 91.9. 
Sykes, glad you're with us for our last segment of the week here on SWAT Radio. Doug and Brad will be back on Monday, I believe, and uh, they will be wrapping up and doing kind of a summary during the week of everything we've been talking about with the Discipleship Gospel book, uh, or as Doug likes to call it, and we've called it the Kingdom Gospel. Uh, and then I believe the following week, Doug is going to spend a little time on Haggai, uh, going over some of the teaching that he hmm. gave at the SWAT training day before um, we get back into the regular uh, rhythm of the SWAT Bible studies starting on uh, September 12th. Yeah. And uh, again, uh, if you're out there and listening in the Jacksonville area and, and don't have a, a men's Bible study that, that you attend and would like to be part of a SWAT group, we'd love to have you. And you can go to SWATradio.com uh, for information on uh, the SWAT meetings and, and where they're held and, and what time. So. Yeah, yeah. And I'm <clears throat> I'm really looking forward to just doing a, a week or two with with Doug on yeah. Haggai. It's just so, so good. Yep. Um, it, it's, it's as I told Doug, it's kind of right there in front of you. By the way, we got a, a listener who wanted to know the author uh, that Doug and I were talking about on, I think on Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, that it, it was a, about a, a listener who'd called in and was talking about uh, how Paul taught a different gospel than Jesus. Now, we don't agree with that. The 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 writer is a guy named named Don Sandal. From my understanding, I don't know if if uh, because I haven't listened to yesterday's broadcast. I don't know if he and uh, Ben spoke about, about Don yeah. because uh, he's a Dallas Seminary guy. Also, okay. I'm not recommending the books, but he's got a book called God's Program. He's got another book called Paul Apostle Apostle of Secrets. You know, the the thing is, is that, uh, you know, as we were talking about Galatians, where Paul says, if anyone preaches to you a gospel contrary to the one that we taught, mm -hmm. that I taught, yep. let him be accursed, <clears throat> says it twice. Yep. He also says, Paul says in Romans 16, he says, I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you've been taught. Yeah. He says, avoid them says for such persons do not serve our lord christ mm -hmm. yeah so and any, i don't know the guy yeah <clears throat> i don't know the guy who called in or who wrote in um i just would avoid some of that stuff yeah. if it doesn't line up because i don't believe that lines up with scripture no and and one of the things that that ben sobels and bill hall do a good job of in this book is they 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 look for right the gospel that jesus preached and so from the Gospels, they're taking scriptures, especially that first scripture in Mark, chapter 1, I think, again, 14 to 17, where it says Jesus went around proclaiming the gospel. So the point is they know it's a gospel passage, right? Yeah. And it says, and he preached, repent, believe, and follow me, right? So in connection with the term, he proclaimed the gospel, repent, believe, and follow. And then later in Mark, again— Peter makes the declaration of Jesus as the Christ, and it says from that time on, 
Jesus, and it uses the, I believe it uses the gospel phrase there as well, although I could be wrong. But it says Jesus then began to teach that the Christ, he he, he affirmed that he is yep. the Christ <clears throat> and taught that the Christ would suffer, die, and be raised again. Well, here's what Paul writes, and, and the authors reference this a lot in the book in 1 Corinthians 15, 3. For I delivered to you as of first importance, first importance, what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. Um, that sounds pretty much like what Jesus is saying in Mark. That's right. Yeah. So I'm yeah. not sure that that's a different gospel. No. And nor would Paul... <clears throat> From you know we did we did an exhaustive study of Acts. We did. Would Paul ever, in your wildest dreams, contradict what Jesus taught and what Jesus says the gospel is? Yeah. Of course not. Mm. Of course, and that's why he wrote in Galatians. You foolish Galatians! Mm -hmm. I'm astonished that you. I'm paraphrasing yeah. that you so quickly <clears throat> abandoned the gospel that that was taught to you. Yeah. Which is really no gospel at all. Yeah. You're following yeah. a gospel and. Again, let it, if anyone teaches that to you, let him be accursed. So now we're right back to why do we need the definition, God's definition from Scripture of the gospel. It's so that it's, we know it, we can communicate it to others, and so that we don't proclaim a false gospel. Yeah. I was, we get uh, it right. I had my wife uh, assign me a, a project. I, I know you get those honeydews every once in a while. She knows I'm not very mechanical, <clears throat> well, but occasionally uh, I do. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I am certainly not that, and that's probably why she doesn't give me a whole lot of these, but every once in a while she'll give me a project to do. And it, if, if it has a piece of paper assigned to it, I know what the, you know what's in that paper, right? It's directions. Yeah. I hate directions, you know. <laughs> but, you know, we God gave us his word and we talked about the fact that Jesus not only saves us, but Jesus, it says, is the word made flesh. That that we have the word in the presence of Jesus Christ, who is Lord and King. And so as it relates to uh, the discipleship gospel or the kingdom gospel, then the definition, the ability to actually speak it articulate it and understand it with with some zeal and some passion uh, uh, the the writers of the book say as you define the gospel for your context make sure to understand how you can use it to resuscitate life into your congregation or in our case into the people that we're going to share with he says for example it's not it's not enough to have a definition of the gospel stuffed away in a filing cabinet or in a folder on your computer desktop. We define the gospel so we can teach it to the church yeah. and help them, help them memorize it, live it out, and proclaim it to the world. Yeah, and we need to be hearing it on a regular basis because we have an enemy who is actively trying to steal it away. Yeah, was, right. C.S. Lewis, in, in, you know, when I was a kid especially, I loved, and I still love them. I read them for a long time, but the Chronicles of Narnia, oh, yeah. right? And, and in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the Narnia is under the spell of the White Witch, who is trying to remove 
and uh, and confuse and 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 make sure that there's no reference or reminder of Aslan the lion who is the Christ figure in the Chronicles of Narnia. And boy, isn't that isn't that relevant today? Yeah. We're seeing it all over the place that the state, the culture, whatever it is is trying to remove and steal away the gospel. That's right. And so <clears throat> We need to hear it all the time. Again, back to the golf metaphor, right? If you're not, and this is true of anything, any discipline that you do, if you're not working at it and, and, and practicing it and being reminded of it, the right way to do things on a regular basis, man, you can lose it like that. Yeah. So why isn't that true also of the gospel? Yeah. We, we should, you know, we, and, and, and I, when I say we, a lot of times it really means I, I can become complacent. Yeah. Oh, I know what it is. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. But I need to hear it on a regular basis. The correct definition. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the gospel is the means to an end. It, it is, we don't, we're not saying, hey, get this down really well so that you sound really yeah, good. Yeah, not from an academic standpoint. You know, right. That's no, exactly get this right. down so that it's convincing. Correct. I mean, we 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 believe and we know that God is sovereign. God has written those who are the elect in the Lamb's Book of Life before they were ever born. Right. Now that's a whole nother uh, <laughs> six months of uh, radio we got broadcast. Four minutes, Brad. Let's get uh, into that. But the reality is, <laughs> he has uh, he has invited us in to that process. Um. There's a some material called Sense Six Seven, which we've used a little bit in SWAT over, over the last year or two. That uh, is, there are what they call uh, people of peace. In other words, that there are there are the elect out there. You don't know them. Right. You don't know who they are. Right. But what if? And it's probably good that you don't know who they are. So that you will share the gospel. Well, that's with all. why we evangelize, right? Because we don't know. That's right. That's a big part of why we evangelize. Because the argument is, well, if God knows and people are elect, then why bother? Well, because we don't know who they are. That's the most amazing. Yeah. One of the most amazing things yeah. about co-laboring in the gospel is that I I don't know who the elect are. Right. But the fact that God does, and He's invited me to be a part of that. Um. And of course, he invites us to be part of it because it changes us as well. Oh it makes man! Us, it's a, I would say it's it's probably the primary way he conforms us to the likeness of Jesus. Right? Totally agree. Is when we share the gospel, when we evangelize, when we love others, when we serve others. Right? Jesus, remember remember when the disciples were arguing about who's going to be the greatest in heaven? Jesus is probably laughing at that man. Can you? He probably laughed yeah. to himself. But but notice he didn't say. Hey, don't you shouldn't want to be great. He didn't say that. He said, You want to be great? Here's how you be great. Be the servant of all. That right? And so That's right. and so in evangelizing and serving, God changes us. He doesn't just use that to reach others, which obviously he does, but he changes his children as well through that process. And we become, to your point, we become bold, right? We become and, and that's assuring for us. Well, if I'm passionate and I'm bold, there's evidence, I hope, that I belong to him. Amen. Right? right? Amen. So. Well, I think you, you you absolutely hit the nail on the head. I think the the idea that 
God invites us in to the the work of the ministry and that as a result God saves that God doesn't save because you just delivered this powerful message or some convincing message we are to do that I mean mm-hmm. but it's not a manufactured passion it's not a it's not manufactured it's there because we are amazed by the grace of God right right and and Listen, if there's no passion when you share the gospel, you don't understand the gospel. Yeah. And yeah. and <clears throat> here we are saying do the work of the ministry. But there are a lot of people who are going to say, "Lord, Lord, did we not do this and yeah. do that?" Yeah. Uh listen, <laughs> if you're doing it and it's just not exciting and it's not passionate, you're not like man, Paul says examine yourself. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, we are at the end of the hour. It's always a quick hour. We really appreciate everyone listening. Hope that you have a great weekend and that you'll come back on.